Welcome to the Tune Into Yourself podcast. This is your host, Dr. Beverly Foster Hines, Executive and Business Coach. This program is for persons who want to make decisions which are in alignment with their true selves and which can take them to the next level in their career, business, and life. Our guest today is Kristin Salandi. She is a professional with a dynamic repertoire of experience. She has over five years of experience in media broadcasting and journalism, during which time she served as a news anchor with Tobago Channel 5. Ms. Salandi also has over eight years of managerial experience in the discipline of human resource management. She's the owner of Beauty Lash and Brown Studio, which offers an exclusive line of lash extension products. She also holds a, a bachelor's degree with marketing from the University of New Brunswick, Canada, and is now currently pursuing an MBA in leadership, innovation, and entrepreneurship. And she's the proud mom of two children. Kristen, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mrs. Right. How are you doing today? I am fine today. I'm happy to be here with you, you know. Now, Kristen, you're a, a young lady and um, you've had, as you put it, quite uh, an, an experience, a range, both in journalism and you also an entrepreneur and you've also done HR management. Can you just um, give us a, like a highlight of how it is you might have moved from one to the next and the shift encompassing the broad range because I, I'm a firm believer in people experiencing different things Thanks. you know so I would like you to just share that experience with us okay well to explain the question I would first start with what my foundation is so I've grown up in a family that believes in academics and um, straight out of high school I went to Bishop's High School in Tobago straight out of high school I started my degree because I, I was socialized to believe that you need to have a degree to, to become wealthy, right? And after getting my degree, I started to work and I realized that it wasn't what I thought, you know? I just thought that once you have a degree, you're gonna get this big job. And I fell into a place where I felt like I was working just to make ends meet and I wasn't making anything extra. So what, I ended up also, you know, getting married and starting a family and that ended up not working out. And I ended up moving back home to Tobago because I was living in Trinidad at the time. And when I moved back home to Tobago, I had this degree and I was unable to get employment. I was unemployed with my baby <laughs> for right. about a year and a half. And it was in that time, my mom gave me some valuable advice. She said, Kristen, sometimes when a door is not opening, it's because you're knocking on the wrong door. She said, I think you need to develop a skill, right? I know that, you know, I told you to, to be educated. It's always good to have a foundation to fall back on, but try and develop a skill. And it was in that time I decided to come up with, you know, doing lash extensions, which at the time wasn't a big thing in the Caribbean. So I went to Miami and I learned the skill and I decided to open a studio at home. So I built a little structure and the studio was initially just for me, but then I 
kind of um, extended it to having other spaces for rentals. So I was renting um, nail tech stations, a spa room and all these things. So I realized um, my love for business when I could not find a job, right? And then I eventually got hired as a HR manager. And even that experience helped me in managing business because now you have to deal with people, you have to deal with conflict resolution, it's a dynamic field. So the experience I, I gained in doing HR assisted also with my business. And because I believe that you need to have several streams of income to, to, to be comfortable, I also decided to try um, doing news anchoring on the side. So I was doing all these things all at the same time. And Tobago Channel 5 kind of assisted me, even though I believe I'm a sociable person, I'm very shy. So just being on that camera kind of built confidence. So everything kind of worked together to, to kind of mold me into the person I am today. So I'm not too sure if that answers the question that you asked. Yes, yes it does. Because yeah. I think that you, you have, you gleaned, you, you learned along the way in the various experiences that you had. And, you know, you were able to, to build on that. Now, you mentioned that you would have, you would have been socialized really to believe that you having a degree would, would get you this, this fantastic job. Life. Right. And now, and your mom then gave you advice after you had the degree that you needed to have a skill, right? If you had to look back on that whole period and that time, what one thing stands out to you the most, you know, having gone through those experiences? Now, I believe that even at the school level that, I mean, I think some schools try to do it with home economics and different things, but I feel as if we need to ensure that our children are more well-rounded. Now that I'm a mother, I want to ensure that this does not happen to my child when she's, you know, an adult and, and need to be <laughs> earning money to live that, you know, you kind of, um, ensure that you, you become well-balanced. So you learn a skill while growing up, you know, you learn business as well, because to me, education without applying it is, is nothing. And the purpose of education is to become self-sufficient. So I, I believe that the application process, we need to explain that, you know, differently to our children so that we can use it to earn money and not just sit down there and you know, let an employer tell you what you are worth. So I, I, I believe highly now in being self-employed, having a skill, and even if you don't have a skill, use your knowledge to, to make money for you, right? Use what you know to make money for you. And, and how did you decide? Because a lot of people say, well, I don't know what to do. How did you decide on learning that skill you know, when you started, as you said, the last extensions, etc. Is it that you were always interested in beauty? I mean, that might sound strange as a strange question, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. Just wondering how you decided on that. And that was a very difficult decision because I do not consider myself highly skilled, right? And I had to do a lot of brainstorming. I had to sit down and say, well, Kristen, what is lacking in the Tobago space? first right because my background in marketing you know you have to do a, a market analysis to see what are the needs and because I travel a lot 
I used to get my lash extensions done in Miami. There was no one in Tobago doing the individual lash extensions that takes two and a half hours. So Mm -hmm. I said to myself, it would be nice to introduce something because a lot of Tobagonians or a lot of women in general are into the self-care movement now, right? And they spend Mm -hmm. money on the weaves, the, the nails. So I felt that introducing a new skill on the island or a new service on the island would make money. And that is what, you know, was the deciding factor for me. It was either that or food. And I'm not really good at cooking because I know food makes money all the time, hands down. It's a very labor intensive area, but I couldn't do that part. So I said, let me try the lash extensions. And it was a risk because you never know if it's going to make or not. And, and what has your experience been with, with starting that business? And I, I thought it was very good that you had, um, you know, you had, you talk about you had a space and you were renting to nail technicians, et cetera. So it wasn't falling all on you. Yes. Um, what has your experience been with that? And if you had to give some advice to someone who is looking to start up something, what would you say to them? Right. Well, to be honest, it was a very long journey And many of the times I did not see the end of the road because at that point in time, I was not as financially stable as I am now because I'm now coming after a year and a half without working. And, you know, you you don't really have much, you know, much um, savings or anything. So what I had to do was sit down and budget first to see, okay, how much money do I need for this? And when I saw how much I needed, the type of person I am, I get very flustered easily. I'm like, well, I, I don't have this money. How am I going to do this? So, you know, my mom is, you know, my biggest confidant. And she was like, Kristen, instead of saying you can't sit down and try to break it down and see how you can. So I decided to join several susus. <laughs> I took some loans. And this is not the, um, the pyramid susus <laughs> that we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. We at my job, um, we, we tend to do susus annually and they are very um, successful. So I had to take a couple hands. I had to take loans. I had to save until I had a certain amount of money. I had to max out my credit cards. Mm-hmm. And even though it was overwhelming and I was afraid, that was able to get me, you know, my, get my foot into constructing the salon because I actually had to construct it from scratch. Thank the Lord, you know, I had a lot of faith that it would work. You know, um, I was able to get the whole salon rented, you know, and that was, it worked out from there. I started seeing my way. And then to me, once one thing starts working, then it, it has a, a domino effect in your life because I believe once your self-esteem raised from, you know, achieving one small goal, then, you know, you just go full force with the others. So while I wasn't seeing the income, I had to sit down and brainstorm and I had to come and try different things to reach to that point. Yeah. Okay, great, great. All right, that's, that, that's good. And in terms of your strengths, if you had to identify two strengths that you would say have helped you so far in your journey, what would they be? Staying optimistic, sorry, because there are many times where you don't see a way. And if you're not optimistic, you could just, you wouldn't try, right? So being persistent and staying optimistic were two of the qualities that I I believe kept me 
where I am today. And, and also, I, I also believe in having a strong foundation of, of like minds in your circle is very important to know what type of friends and family to have in your circle. You need to be around persons of similar mindset and persons who can help and motivate you. Because if you're around persons who don't even have the capacity to dream beyond just an eight to four, then that will become you. So also I, I really had a strong circle of positive people who were able to motivate me and assist me along the journey. In terms of, of two major uh, challenges or, or even one major challenge that you'd like to share that you might have had to overcome in, in this journey, what would that be? And how did you overcome it? I would say self-confidence. I think self-confidence is, is a, a big thing because you may have the skill or you may learn a skill, but if you're not confident, it could affect everything. So it took a lot out of me to, to actually start doing the lashes. So I would get my friends and family and practice on them first to build up my confidence level. And they were also very supportive Mm -hmm. And just having that assisted me in um, doing the, the service that I, I, I started to provide. And um, yeah, I think self-confidence go a long way in everything. Right? Even when um, I decided to do Tobago Channel 5, it was not something that I thought I would ever do. And I was extremely afraid. I think I made so many mistakes the first few months while reading mm -hmm. news. But I persisted, you know, the first time I even made an error on air, I didn't want, I, I just wanted to disappear because you know, so many people looking at you, mm -hmm. but if you don't persist, you wouldn't grow. And I was able to grow. And I think when I resigned, I was at a, you know, comfortable place with, um, you know, reading news and that type of thing. So being persistent and building self-confidence, those okay. are the two things. Yeah. Okay, great. Now, COVID is here, <laughs> right? COVID is here. And, you know, everybody talks about um, pivoting or how they pivoted during this time. How were you able to successfully pivot during this time? And I know you said you also just had uh, a little boy, you know, so that would have been another interesting thing you would have been going through at the same time. Right. Know? Well, as you said, during COVID, I do have a COVID baby. My, my son was conceived in May last year, which was in the peak of, of this new pandemic that we're now learning to cope with. And because of the job that I had at the time as an HR manager, I was able to work from home. So at least in that area, I still felt a bit safe because I'm an asthmatic so I'm always very concerned about if I get COVID, you know, if the worst would happen. So mm -hmm. I've been pretty much at home. Then I have to deal with um, homeschooling because I have a 13-year-old, I have a 13-year-old stepson and I have a nine-year-old daughter. Right. So we had to also adjust to homeschooling and all these things. So it was really a difficult period. But because, as I said, I have a, a, a very supportive family structure, I was able to, you know, we were able to come through it effectively, I guess. I still was employed. I didn't have to face losing a job, which many people are now grappling with. 
-hmm. you know, and that is why I think it's so important to have a skill because look at now, a lot of people are losing jobs. They have to now rely on some, some sort of form to make money. But for me, you know, I, I was okay with the COVID. I was home and I, I conceived and now baby boy is here. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and now baby boy is here. Yeah. Now, when, when you make important decisions, you know, some people say they use their head. Some people say they use their heart. Some people say they use their gut. Some people say it all needs to be in alignment. What works for you? I would say a combination. <laughs> I, I would say that I'm more of an emotional reactor, which is not always good. And I'm now starting to engage the logics, right? Um, because sometimes when you operate based on emotions, you don't always get the best outcome. And with what is going on now with COVID and everything, it's very important to plan ahead, to plan and make sure that you have your finances in order, to make sure you have health insurance and these things in order for you. So for me, I am now becoming more logic, logic oriented as opposed to emotion oriented. I yes. try to write things down. I am the type of person I need to see things on pen and paper. So I'll write down pros and cons and try to um, analyze what is the best decision to make. And then I also speak it, speak it out with my parents, even though I'm 34, I still have my both parents alive and, you know, they really um, assist me in, in making major decisions, which okay. I'm not ashamed to say. No, no, that, that supportive network is so important. You know, it's so important. Now, you, you're also now pursuing an MBA in leadership, innovation and entrepreneurship. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about, you know, how come you decided to do that and, and what you how you hope to use that, you know, and, and right. how you want to go forward? Well, where I currently work, um, the only person above me is the executive director. And I feel like if I want to, you know, go up the corporate ladder, I, I need more than a bachelor's degree, right? Yes, I'm gaining experience, but I wanted not to fall asleep on, on, on you know, developing my academic side. So I decided to do my master's just before I decided to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And uh, during pregnancy, I, I started having some complications and my nine-year-old daughter also was diagnosed with type one diabetes, which wow. was a hard blow. Mm -hmm. So I had to actually take time off because it was too much to deal with at once. So I have put that on pause. I supposed to start back maybe um, in August. Right. She was diagnosed in December. And uh, yeah, so the reason why I really did the MBA was to build my portfolio. So in the event that I want to, you know, go up the corporate ladder, as well as with your MBA, you can, you know, do consulting. So even if I don't stay in the corporate world, I can probably start maybe HR consultancy or some sort of consultancy. So I just wanted to make sure that I have you know, um, my options where, where that is concerned, where, you know, I want to still remain marketable. And, you know, you would probably meet a, a lot of young people, even in your, the studio that you have, which, which is still running right now, um, and even in your job. You know, I had an ex interesting experience just yesterday. 
and unless like you, your take on it, where I would have asked someone to send me a resume. And as a young person, they've worked before and they had no idea. They had no idea. I'm like, wait a minute, this person just came out of high school. What's going on here, you know? Um, as an HR person, hmm. you would you would experience things like that. I mean, if you had to give some kind yes. of advice to young people in yes. terms of preparing for a job, you know, what 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 are some things you would say to them? And that's something I was thinking of doing a workshop for. I was thinking to offer a workshop on, you know, resume writing and how to be prepared for an interview because a lot of persons don't know how to answer questions in an interview. So for instance, you ask them, tell me who you are. They're telling you they like to travel, that they have 10 children, they have this. And really and truly what that question is, is why should we hire you? What, what, what about you is so special that you know the company needs, you know, and even resume writing, even a lot of people still can't write and read. So for me, when I'm having interviews, you know, I let them write out their application forms to see if they can write. And you would be surprised that plenty of people don't know even how to fill out an application form. So I'm not surprised to hear that some people don't know. So I think that we need to maybe do some of, we, we need to put some of those things into the school system before they leave school, you know, to prepare children for the place of work, because that's the next the next step. Not everybody is going to go to university next. So I think that should be included in the school curriculum. That's just how I feel about that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely because they, they don't know the importance. As you no. just said, that is a that question that you mentioned, you know, tell me about you. And and they go off to tell you about, I don't know, all sorts of things. When yes. really, really, it's it's I like KFC. And it has, yeah. <laughs> It has to be aligned. The, the your response has to be aligned to the situation that you're in. It, it can't just yes. be the funds that you will give to somebody you meet and you, you yes. talk you out of a work environment. And, and that's an yes. error. A lot of errors that um, people make, they don't they don't research, they come into no. an interview, they know nothing about, about the, the company. They know nothing about the company. And I mean, you have no excuse. I mean, maybe long, long time, yeah, yes. you still have an excuse, but not now. Now you don't yeah. have you don't have any excuse it's you know? so true yeah you don't have any excuse but is there anything else you would like to share Kristen? i mean that you that you think you know could really positively impact um one of our listeners especially you know young persons and you would have gone through you would have mentioned i've been married i didn't work out but you've kept yes. pushing forward yes. you know and and that is very admirable because a lot of people <laughs> yes. so a lot of people you know it's like they give up Yes, yes. They give up, you know. So I don't know if there might be anything that you'd like to share in terms of, of you know, of advice to a, a young person coming up there and, and maybe a couple of things that you might have learned that you would like to share with them. What I would like to say is that, you know, not to expect life to be easy. The, the journey is not an easy road, but I guarantee it's, it's worth it. And you need to surround yourself with positive people in your life that can motivate you to, to become your best version of yourself, persons who will tell you the truth, persons who would, you know, broaden your, your scope, 
you also need to, to, to believe in God and, and have a strong faith in God and know that, you know, he would make a way when there is no way. You have to persist even when you're not seeing the end of the tunnel because there are many times where I sit with ideas and I don't know how I'm going to fund it, you know, if I'm going to meet the right person who would open the doors. And just by having a positive mindset and brainstorming and, and trying to figure out and trying to put it in, put it in writing, how you're going to achieve these goals is what helps. And I always say, make smart goals. Right, you have to. It has to be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. Once you write these things down, it kind it kinds of help you um, achieve them. And once you start achieving goals in small matters, then I think your self-esteem will grow each time, and then you just blossom into who you're meant to be. And while it would not be easy, once you have that, those factors, I think that. Um, any anything that you engage in would become a success and even if it doesn't even if you don't succeed in it learn the lesson from it because sometimes the door that you're trying to open may not be the door that is meant for you so it is okay to try things and fail but it's not really a failure it's, it's more so just a lesson learned and that's that's the, the most i could really say to try to inspire you know, persons. Just, you know, learn vicariously. Nobody's perfect. And, you know, with social media, everybody projects the positives. You know, you see this person have this nice car, this person have this nice home, this person traveling. Rarely ever people show you that, you know, just before they posted this, they, they were probably depressed crying, or they probably didn't have anything to eat today, or they couldn't pay their rent. So don't get you know, don't be fooled by person's personal online presence because it's a fake. Nobody is ever fully 100% happy, but they're not going to just throw all their business out there. So you focus on yourself, build yourself, and once, you, you know, you feel solid within, all else will fall into place. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kristen. I mean, I'm sure there's someone who needs to hear that message and... You know, I wish you continued success as you as you move forward. And I would also like to, to thank our listeners for, for tuning in to tune in to yourself. Thank you so much, Mrs. Foster Hines. I really appreciate being here today.